Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome back to the Forgotten Origins of Fairy Tales, the podcast where I look into the truth behind our best-loved children's stories. And this week, we're back in the animal kingdom with a very popular tale, The Frog Prince. And this episode is kind of going to be in two parts. First, I'll look at the origins of the original fairy tale, The Frog Prince, and then look at the inspiration behind the character of Tiana in Disney's version of the tale, The Princess and the Frog. So let's get started with the original. And as always, here's a brief summary of the Brothers Grimm version. Once upon a time, a beautiful princess lived. She was the prettiest of her three sisters and her father adored her. To show how much he loved her, he gave her a beautiful golden ball, which she liked to play with by the lake every morning. Once, though, she accidentally dropped the ball in the lake and it sunk straight to the bottom. She couldn't stop crying and got desperate, pleading for anyone who could hear her to help as she couldn't reach her favourite toy. Her cry would soften even those who don't have a heart because it sounded so desperate. It even woke a frog that jumped straight to her. He asked her why she was crying so loudly and she told him about her missing ball. She didn't know how to reach the ball and she was so sad that she couldn't stop crying. The frog told her not to worry because he was here to help. Of course though, he asked her what he would get in return if he did collect the ball. And the princess told him that he could have anything he wanted. She told him she would give him jewels, clothing and even a smaller castle. But the frog told her none of it was necessary because all he wanted was her company, dinners together and to share a pillow with her each night. If she said yes, he would bring her ball back. The princess agreed, even though she had no intentions of keeping her promise. And when the frog came back with the ball, she laughed and ran to the castle, thinking the frog's demands were a joke. The next day, the princess had dinner with her father. The food was served on golden plates and they had golden cups. But soon there came a knock at the door. And the frog appeared, demanding that the princess keep her promise. The princess wasn't thrilled about his visit and wanted to kick him out, but her father was curious. She told him the whole story, and her father was so angry that she didn't keep her promise and was ready to kick out an innocent animal that helped her out on the street that he demanded that the frog stay for dinner. So the frog sat down to dine with them. 
and he enjoyed the delicious food so much that he stuffed his face until he could barely move, and the princess was so repulsed that she had to stop herself from vomiting. After the dinner, the frog went to rest, and he asked the princess to take him to her room so he could rest on her comfortable pillow. She became more and more distressed because she had to sleep next to the stinky frog, but her father warned her one more time that she had to keep her promise. As soon as they reached the room, the frog fell asleep on the soft pillow, but the princess stayed up all night. All she could think about was the green, slimy creature lying next to her. The next day, when the sun appeared, the frog got cheerfully out of bed and offered the princess a deal. He told her that if she kissed him, he would disappear for good. The princess thought about it long and hard before reluctantly accepting. She puckered up her lips and gave him a big kiss. She pulled back and yelled that it's over now and that he had to disappear. But when she opened her eyes, the frog was gone. And in his place was a beautiful young man. She gasped and blushed. And the young prince got down on one knee and asked for her hand in marriage. She accepted and the two lived happily ever after. So there you have it. That's the brother's grim version of the fairy tale. Now, the princess and the frog, or the frog prince, or the frog princess, hasn't only been adapted multiple times and often had key parts of the narrative changed, but also, as you might have figured out by now, it's changed names a lot, from the frog prince to the frog princess, and finally, thanks to Disney, the princess and the frog. But for the purpose of this podcast, though, I'm going to stick to the original name, the frog prince. So... Where did it come from? The Frog Prince was the first story in the Brothers Grimm collection, and that's really not surprising, as the tale was already a well-known children's classic in Germany. In fact, the Western version can be traced back to the 13th century, with the oldest record found written in Latin in Germany. However, some have argued that aspects of the tale date back as far as ancient Rome. For example... In Petronius's work, Satyricon, I think I'm pronouncing that right? But in Satyricon, one of the characters remarks that the man who was once a frog is now king. Which sounds very familiar. Although it could also be easily assumed that this was nothing more than a satirical jab at Emperor Nero, who was said to have resembled a frog and was incredibly unpopular. So it next appeared in English folklore in the 16th century, but this was a slightly different version, and was called The Well of the World's End. And it had a slightly more Cinderella vibe, as well as a hint of the trials of Hercules, or Heracles, however you want to pronounce it. In it, the frog assists the heroine in accomplishing her stepmother's impossible, impossible task, thereby, in a way, serving as both a prince and a fairy godmother. At any rate, 
This was the version published in 1890 by Joseph Jacobs in his book, English Fairy Tales. He pieced it together from fragments of manuscripts he found, but unfortunately the original author is still completely unknown. But it's highly likely that this version was a spin-off of the Germanic 13th century tale, as trade and mass migration across Europe was a frequent occurrence during the 12th to 16th century, and the oral folklore often changed according to traditions and different religions from a new area. So after the 16th century English version, the story wasn't really adapted again until the Brothers Grimm reawakened it in 1804. But their initial telling isn't the same as the one I read at the beginning. In fact, it had one very stark difference. Instead of kissing the frog, the princess hurls him at the wall in frustration, breaking the spell with violence rather than romance. The kiss was actually added back in when the work was translated into English in 1823. Can't imagine why. So that's the origins of the original. But what about Disney's adaptation? Where does the character of Tiana come from? Well, based in New Orleans, the cartoon follows the struggles of Tiana, a young woman entrenched in in poverty, working hard to try and achieve her dream of running a successful restaurant. And the inspiration behind this resilient heroine came from Leah Chase. Leah Chase was born in 1923 into the horrific world of American segregation. Black men and women weren't supposed to serve food in the so-called white areas, and this included the French district. But against the odds, because of her charm and hard work ethic, Leah was hired and worked waiting tables in a well-known French establishment. Though she was very overworked and treated badly by a large number of customers, she's quoted as saying, But I loved it. You see, it was segregation and I'd never seen the inside of a restaurant in my life. I loved waiting on people. I loved seeing people eat. And if you like that, you're going to go further. So in 1944, Leah married Dookie whose parents ran a small sandwich shop, which Leah then expanded and grew into a huge success. From there, word spread about her amazing food, and the restaurant became incredibly popular, with people from all around the country coming to try her food. And as a result of her popularity, she opened Dookie Chase, which is still a staple restaurant in New Orleans. And Disney went on to take inspiration from New Orleans culture for the rest of the film, which uh, was a welcome change from the endless princesses and spoilt heroines that had been filling our screens for the previous 30 years. But that's just my opinion. So that's all for this week. I hope you found it interesting. Next week, we're shrinking down to size to look into one of my childhood favourites, and lesser-known fairy tales, The Elves and the Shoemaker. If you've enjoyed this podcast, why not check out my Instagram page, Forgotten Origins Podcast. That's all one word, Forgotten Origins Podcast, where I post new content every week. And as always, please recommend this podcast to any friends and family you think might also enjoy it. (laughs) 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.